0: Pembrokeshire. There have been 225 new coronavirus cases reported in the Hewell Dar Health Board's area according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales figures show 34 new cases in Pembrokeshire from 315 tests, 172 in Carmarthenshire from 796 tests, and 18 in Keradigan from 107 tests. Three more deaths have been recorded across the well, Dar Health Board, bringing the total number of deaths to 168. To date, 8,824 cases have been confirmed across the Health Board, that is, Carmarthenshire with 6,110, Ceredigion at 998, and Pembrokeshire with 1,716. Dr. Jiri Shankar from Public Health Wales has said that Public Health Wales is working with the Welsh Government, local health boards and local authorities and other partners following the announcement of national restrictions which are now in place in Wales. Under the new restrictions people must stay at home except for very limited purposes. People must not visit other households or meet other people they do not live with. Non-essential retail, close contact services, gyms and leisure centres and hospitality have also closed. Rules which allow two households to come together to form a Christmas bubble will now apply on Christmas Day only. As indicated by the Welsh Government, the immediate introduction of new restrictions is related to the identification of a new, more transmissible variant of coronavirus. Public Health Wales has been working with UK partners to investigate and respond to this variant. It is normal for viruses to undergo mutation and we expect this to happen. Although the variant is easier to transmit, there is currently no evidence that it is more severe. Public Health Wales is reminding people that all current guidance relating to coronavirus continues to apply to the new variant, including advice relating to symptoms, social distancing, self-isolation and vaccination. The new variant shows up as positive in Public Health Wales' existing coronavirus tests and people must continue to seek a test in the usual way if they develop coronavirus symptoms. If you or a member of your household develop a cough, fever or change in sense of taste or smell, you must self-isolate immediately and book a free coronavirus test by calling 119. Public Health Wales urges everyone to follow the rules to avoid transmission of coronavirus and to protect everyone in our communities, including the most vulnerable. A number of shops have reported customers panic buying supplies as fears over coronavirus continue to grow. Supermarkets are preparing for widespread bulk buying in the coming weeks, despite efforts from government officials to calm the public down. Sir Patrick Valance, the government's chief scientific advisor, said there is absolutely no reason to be doing any panic buying of any sort or going out and keeping large supplies of things. In some stores, stocks of staple foods like rice and pasta are running low and people are buying large amounts of beans, bottled water and pet food. He added further saying clearly there will be need to be measures in cases of household quarantine for making sure food is in the right place at the right time but we imagine that could be a rolling case of household quarantine if that measure becomes necessary and clearly things will need to be in place for care homes and so on if that decision is made. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on... Have a Merry Christmas everyone.
1: Your Pembrokeshire Christmas station, Pure West Radio.
2: Something festive for a Monday evening on Pure West Radio. We are the radio station with a Christmas advent calendar like no other. You need to go to our website, purewestradio.com, to have a look at our Christmas extravaganza with Next Media. We add prizes to the pile every day, and on New Year's Eve... Well, somebody is going to get a nice ending to what's been a really tricky year, as we give away all the prizes to one person, totalling three thousand pounds worth of top prizes and loads of things that hopefully you'll be able to use next year and have some really good stuff to look forward to. PureWestRadio.com for all of the details. On our Christmas extravaganza for 2020. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport with G and G Builders. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. We're live on the Facebook page from eight as we kick off our final Monday night show before Christmas. West Radio For a Monday evening, I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. That was John Legend and all of me. Good to hear from Fraser Watson. He'll be with us after eight o'clock for the second half. Bill Kahn and Gordon Thomas join me as well. And of course, we will try and get some reaction to the breaking news story this evening that will throw some doubt into upcoming fixtures for Haverford West County with the news that following the announcement... On the 19th of December, from the First Minister placing Wales into Alert Level 4 of the Welsh Government control plan relating to the COVID-19 pandemic, the decision has been taken to rescind the elite status designation provided to the JD Cymru Premier League, the JD Cymru North and JD Cymru South League, along with the Orchard Welsh Premier Women's League. As a result, all fixtures and activities involving non-fully professional clubs will be postponed until further notice. Don't forget the Bluebirds were due to play on Boxing Day, a local derby with Aberystwyth. And when we get more details, we will be able to to bring you more reaction and we'll get some thoughts from Bill, Fraser and Gordon after 8 o'clock. And we'll also be joined by Ben Field from Sport Pembrokeshire as well. Uh, But as we just heard from Fraser, he's been out and about for us this week on Pure West Radio, talking to someone who's got a a bit of a, a familiar voice, certainly someone I remember working with really well. Let's hear Fraser's interview this week
1: Zoo, barn, fairground, play, pick your own adventure at Folly Farm.
2: And shine on Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. A very good evening. And thank you for joining us. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. And Fraser Watson has popped in for a chat. We're live on the Facebook page, don't forget, between 8 and 9. But let's have a look back on Swansea's win against Barnsley and a few other things that are coming up in the first hour of Pure West
4: Sport today. Good evening, Fraser. How are you? Very good, Ben. Very good. The uh, the weather's come in this weekend, doesn't it? Quite, quite... Ironically, Actually, what players of football and rugby wouldn't have given in years gone by to have waterlogged pitches the day after Black Friday? <laughs> and yet, we're in a situation now where I think they would happily have played hungover in a swamp Saturday morning, but unfortunately, that's the outlook at the moment.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. We've got lots coming up on the show. First of all, though, just a look back to Saturday, and I'm sure you were very happy with Swansea's 2-0 win against Barnsley, which put them third in the
4: Championship. <laughs> That's right. Where well, we just spoke there about the weather coming in. Conditions were no more treacherous than the Liberty itself. It was, it was quite a surreal day up there, Ben, actually, because the, the much maligned surface there was obviously ripped up as, as soon as the final whistle was blown. And it was actually a different side to Swansea City. They needed a response after what happened at Derby County on Wednesday. There's no doubt about that. It was a really lacklustre display to follow all the plaudits from the winning Cardiff. And and they, they, did, they did adapt. It, it was... Um, the possession football we would come so, so accustomed to with that side it just wasn't there. It was very direct. Um, the surface obviously wasn't helping, so it was a lot of route one balls. The wind was swirling. The rain came down, so it was an ugly, beautiful win in, in some ways. But you're right, it was, it was a vital win. It put them back up to third and, and right in touch now with the top two, let alone the playoff mm.
2: places. It was important, wasn't it, after the Derby game to, to bounce back with a good performance? and it, it, They certainly did that and got the, the job done against Barnsley.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Ben Cabango came in, uh, into the back four, who surprisingly he was omitted from both the Cardiff and the Derby game. He was superb, Ben, to be honest. Jamal Lowe was back looking like the player seven days previously. Troubled Barnsley with his pace all afternoon. And it was a workman-like performance. But you need those workman-like wins in the championship, because as we have discussed so often, the games come thick and fast. There are so many levelers and sometimes you have to grind it out. And Swansea did that very well on Saturday. It was a thoroughly professional mm-hmm. performance and they'll need a lot more of them between now and May, if they're going to sustain this.
2: Certainly, but good to see them third in the table, no doubt about that. A busy first hour of Pure West Sport coming up. Bill Kahn is talking to uh, Colin and Karen Fawcett. Uh, he uh, actually met Colin and Karen whilst their 19-year-old son, Ben, was scoring for Haverford West in their win over Barry Town. He, he's only 19 as a safe razor, but he's having quite an impact at the Bridge Meadow,
4: isn't he? Ben's a tremendous talent, but... Um, you know, and he actually came to after us with Jack Wilson, two young Haken players, and you wondered it was a gamble to sign them, and you have to credit Halford West for that, because they were unproven at that point, they showed potential in the Pembroke League, which is obviously vastly different to uh, to Welsh League level, but they had both come through the Bluewoods Academy whilst at Haken at the same time, which possibly made a big difference, but yes, they've really taken to it to be fair, and they're two players, dare I say it, who are still young enough, and have the potential to go higher again, but for now, they're really performing, and you, you were concerned that given their age and given the fact half the rest have spent money this season where they've become bit part players, they haven't, they, they've cemented first team spots, you know, they both play crucial roles and, and fair play to them and both Ben and Jack, they're really, really shining at the moment. Yeah, we'll hear that interview um,
2: very, very shortly, actually, on, on, on the first hour of Pure West Sport. Gordon Thomas is talking to paramedic Simon Clark about his footballing days with Swansea City youth and Pembroke Borough. And in a few moments, Fraser, we're going to hear your interview with Kerry Coleman-Phillips, old friend of mine, BBC Wales journalist. And it's going to be interesting to just to hear what it's been like for Kerry going into stadiums during the pandemic, um, you know, with no supporters there. Just what a, a, an experience that's been
4: over the last few months. Certainly well, she's a very familiar voice on local and national airways now, isn't she? as she felt a bit embarrassed interviewing here. It'd probably been more professional had it been the other way around, you know, she's so so used to doing it. But yes, Kerry has been um mostly pro fourteen and of late and of course covered the Wales Women's campaign, which which we followed very closely as well, which which ended in a bit of heartbreak. But yeah, she's had a strange experience, and she'll speak about that later. Now about perhaps missing the buzz of the crowd and the excitement, and so on. But she's also very relieved to be back covering live sport. Ben, I think it was—it was. It was uh, I won't say I won't use the word boring, but it certainly felt like a long lockdown for her. But no, yeah. it was great to meet up with her again.
2: Well, as I say, a busy show this evening. We've got Ben Field from Sport, Pembrokeshire with us after eight. And just on the the subject of the Liberty Stadium pitch, at Fraser, it was ripped up as you say on Saturday, and I saw some of the pitch as you tweeted it, it wasn't looking in particularly good condition. So uh, after eight today, we're going to be asking for sporting surfaces, good and bad, in the world of Pembrokeshire sport how long have you got?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. It is yes it's an interesting it's an interesting debacle really at the Liberty Stadium you're talking a pitch which Dan Duffy who former Halford West himself local mm. boy well known was was named Premier League Groundsman of the Year yeah. in 2013 and that was with the Ospreys you know in sync with the Ospreys playing there at the same time so things have degraded quite badly there and he was at the point where it became untenable, Ben. You know, you mm-hmm. look at Swansea's form, they've actually taken 21 points out of 30 on that surface this season. So you wonder, whether they maybe a tad reluctant to see it go, but not at all? Steve Cooper acknowledged immediately afterwards that, you know, something had to be done. He also did say rather concerningly, he didn't know how they were going to do it. And, um, and on 30th <laughs> December, Reading are due to arrive there. What is it? it was a crucial promotion clash almost. So it's, it's going to be intriguing to see what the players ran out on in a few days' time, but it was something that had become untenable, like I said, and you saw the bare patches and the mm-hmm. grassless patches from the pictures on Saturday, and as soon as the full-time whistle went, the goalposts came down and the tractors came on, and not before time yeah
2: absolutely so listen if anyone's got any suggestions over the years where are the best and worst playing surfaces in Pembrokeshire? do leave those for us on the Facebook page this evening Uh, just do a search for pure west radio and you can get involved on social media media hashtag pure west radio as well it's Monday evening and this is pure west sports Radio for a Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. That was John Legend. And all of me. Good to hear from Fraser Watson. He'll be with us after eight o'clock for the second half. Bill Khan and Gordon Thomas join me as well. And of course, we will try and get some reaction to the breaking news story this evening that will throw some doubt into upcoming fixtures for Haverford West County. With the news that following the announcement on the 19th of December from the First Minister placing Wales into alert level four of the Welsh Government control plan relating to the COVID. COVID-19 pandemic, the decision has been taken to rescind the elite status designation provided to the J.D. Cymru Premier League, the J.D. Cymru North and J.D. Cymru South League, along with the Orchard Welsh Premier Women's League. As a result, all fixtures and activities involving non-fully professional clubs will be postponed until further notice. Don't forget the Bluebirds were due to play On Boxing Day, a local derby with Aberystwyth. And when we get more details, we will be able to to bring you more reaction and we'll get some thoughts from Bill, Fraser and Gordon after 8 o'clock. And we'll also be joined by Ben Field from Sport Pembrokeshire as well. Uh, But as we just heard from Fraser, he's been out and about for us this week on Pure West Radio, talking to someone who's got a a bit of a, a familiar voice, certainly someone I remember working with really well. Let's hear Fraser's interview this week. Well, one
4: voice familiar to sports fans in Pembrokeshire and indeed throughout Wales now is that of Kerry Coleman-Phillips, who's a sports broadcaster with BBC Wales. Now, pleasure to have Kerry with me right now. And obviously, Kerry, you had a, you had a long gap when COVID-19 pandemic first took grip of the country. You must have been relieved to get back to covering sport again.
3: Oh, I was delighted. I um, I did a little stint with news um, for a few weeks. So yeah, late August, I think I got back for the uh, the Welsh uh, Pro 14 derby. So I was just absolutely thrilled to uh, to see some live sport again
4: been a, a regular feature of the BBC Wales now on the on the rugby commentary. What's it been like? I've got to ask. Commentating in these empty stadiums,
3: it's um, it's really surreal. You know, for the moment you go in there, well, you know what it's like. Yeah. You get the temperature gun held yeah. to your to your head at ransom. It's you, the safest you know,
4: place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Place, isn't it? You yeah. get
3: you know you get a mask and you have to wear it all times, even though the stadium's empty. And you know you're, you're two meters away from all your pundits, so it, it, it is tricky. But um, but the atmosphere is it's absolutely soulless, Rose. It's um, it's. You know, from when the players run out to, you know, scoring, red cards, you know, you can't beat the the booing and the chanting. And uh, they tried with the background noise, but uh, not a fan, not a fan. um, It it doesn't go anywhere near to having, you know, fans and uh, some lifeblood there.
4: I agree with you, something I have found interesting is hearing the shouts of uh, players, coaches yeah. and, and managers and certainly the a, football side of it. There's it's... a few
3: beeps needed here, <laughs> Yes, or there. yeah. yeah it's, you, you can hear the crunching tackles in the rugby, you know, you can hear when players scream yeah. in agony. It's uh, But, you know, and, and I have to feel, you know, I was... Doing the Wales uh, autumn test, you know, players getting their new caps, so and your James Botham's coming yeah, out in yeah, the rest. Sure. such a proud moment. Such a, you know, such a famous family, and, and none of them could be there to see. You know, Louis Reesam is scoring his first try, nothing, just you know, just dead ear and it's. Uh,
4: and it's going to stay that way for quite a while, unfortunately. Is, yeah. Anyway, we, we touched on rugby there. I know you're obviously heavily involved in the. Um, the football coverage of Wales <laughs> women of late, played local football yourself for Clarveston Road you've known <laughs> you know, <Try> <laughs> yeah. you know first hand perhaps the problems of women's football in the past and how it's it emerged in the last few years and it's made great strides in Wales but it must have been gut-wrenching for I you know. to have seen them miss out like they, that
3: they've broken my heart again and, and the hearts of the nation you know, they, I was there when they, um, they lost to England for the, for the, you know, the World Cup qualifiers that and you be know, be to see them go so close to qualifying again and you know this was the golden generation you're so yeah. being you're, you're in Harri James, you know, Pembrokeshire's finest, you know, this was the group that was supposed
4: Jess to
3: make their first major tournament, but, um, you know, and they showed against Norway where they can be, you know, that they can compete against the best in Europe, but ultimately it was those, those two Northern Ireland games, yeah. I, don't they... want, I don't want to talk about individual errors, we all know what happened, yes, of
4: course we do, yeah. not
3: being clinical enough, and, uh,
4: and it was, as you said, the late chances missed against Norway. But of course, a bit of a cloud over Welsh women's football this week, isn't there? There is the rumours of Jane Ludlow being strongly linked to West Ham Women. How much of a blow would that be? You, you've obviously it, worked with her in and interviewed yeah, her first hand.
3: Huge respect for Jane Ludlow. You know, from what she's achieved as a player to, to the foundation she's put in with this Wales team. To you know, where she's brought them over the years. But did, is she ready for another challenge now? I don't know West Ham have come calling yeah. but you know they have said that they are interviewing other candidates but um, it would be a massive blow to, to, to Jane but you know if she were to leave she has brought through so many youngsters this, in this campaign you know your Lily Woodhams yeah. and you know huge bonus as well that you're Jess to your Tash Hardings have said they will stay on for another campaign so uh, you know whatever happens with Jane you know got to applaud the job she's done and you know wales are, are
4: in a better place thanks to her sure no, we, we talk about how welsh women's football's progressed i mean women in sport in general is making great strides at the moment and you're, you're as well placed to see that as anyone i did note the recent sports awards that you made some very constructive comments about lisa neumann not being in the final three i mean i i won't hide i was on the i was on the judging panel which helped make that decision and and, and listening to what you said, I know Joanna Price, who we know well, spoke about it as well, and others, and, and it did make me think. If we come to the right decision, but is there more a more salient point to all this in terms of women's rugby, which has had its problems of late? It's certainly, the national side. Until the Welsh women's side are a professional outfit, are they ever going to get the recognition they deserve?
3: No, I, I don't think they are. And you know, that's not too far away on the horizon. You know, the WI has talked about the you know making them semi-pro or pro in time for you know next summer's World Cup. But uh, they
4: have to to compete. Them. In, they have
3: yeah. to, you know, it's heartbreaking to see them going up against England, they've got New Zealand, you know, the hosts at next year's World Cup, you know, if, how are they supposed to compete, you know, you know, you t- spoke about Lisa there, you know, she, tra- she does a full-time job in yeah. Manchester, an eight-hour round trip to come down to Swansea to train in the summer for like an hour and a half, and you know, they just they just can't do it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous trying to balance it all, you know, for, for nothing really just you know your basic expenses and uh, just, just, for, just for wearing the red jersey that you know the commitment is unbelievable
4: we hope the WRU finances improve sufficiently so they can support them but I have to let you go now Kay but just one last word I know um, well many perks to your job but one of them there's no line on Boxing Day is there where will you be over Christmas?
3: <laughs> no there won't be going Boxing Day I shall be uh... Keeping it home, nice and simple, yeah. trying to cook, Yeah. <laughs> probably getting a bit stir-crazy. It's a to rare boxing day off, isn't
4: it? Yeah, it, it
3: is. A, it's, it's going to be strange without you sport. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to find something else to... Uh, I'll love to talk time. to you, Kerry, and take care. Thank you too, Fraser.
4: And
2: that's Fraser Watson talking to Kerry Coleman-Phillips of... BBC Wales, former colleague of mine. We did many a breakfast show together uh, back in the day. Of course, great to see Kerry doing really, really well and also talking about her own involvement in local sports as well. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. If you would like to feature on the show in the future, don't forget to get in touch. You can email us. Just send an email through to sport at purewestradio.com. On the way, before eight o'clock, Gordon Thomas meets a Pembrokeshire footballer footballing legend who's also a paramedic and next Bill Kahn talks to some proud parents at the bridge meadow that's on the way for Monday evening on pure west radio <laughs> witness the evil power of Bedhead. no my hair won't anyone help me stop right there bedhead your reign of hair meddling terror is over
6: freestyle my old nemesis you can't stop me boy oh
2: guess again EAT LASER! No!
6: I'll get you next time, Freestyle!
7: Oh, thank you!
2: No problem. When it comes to Bedhead, you just gotta freestyle! For Wicked Trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield, Haverford West, on 27 445589
1: Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm.
3: Want to win over £3,000 worth of prizes this Christmas? Visit PureWestRadio.com to enter for the Advent Calendar Competition.
6: I'm right trying to imagine the Christmas all alone. That's where I'll be since you break down as I look around and the only things I see are emptiness and love remember last year when you and I were here. We never thought there'd be an end. And I remember looking at you, then, And I remember thinking that Christmas must have been made for us. Because darling, this is the time of year that you really, you really need love. I always feel lonely.
2: mud and lonely this Christmas on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport with g g Builders. After eight, Bill, Gordon and Fraser join me live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and on the radio as well, so you can listen, as always, On the website purewestradio.com and we'll be getting to all sorts of different topics including the news that broke just as we were about to start this evening's show and the impacts that it could have on Haverford West County. We had a a statement today regarding uh, the announcement that the Welsh Government made at the weekend to put Wales into Alert Level 4 of the Welsh Government's control plan relating to the COVID-19 pandemic. Don't forget the Bluebirds aren't playing until Boxing Day, when it's a local derby, against Aberystwyth. But the decision has been made to rescind the elite status designation provided to the JD Cymru Premier League, along with the Orchard Welsh Premier Women's League and the JD Cymru North and South Divisions. Now, what this means is all fixtures and activities involving non-fully professional clubs to be postponed until further notice. Quite how this will impact Haverford West County, we will try and bring you details on after eight o'clock. The JD Cymru League will make a separate announcement as to whether any fixtures involving fully professional clubs can actually take place during this period. And that was how Haverford West County were able to continue matches and other sides in the J.D. Cymru Premier during the previous lockdown. You might remember the the firebreaker lockdown that Mark Drakeford announced. So we will bring you more on that and we'll talk more about it with Bill, Fraser and Gordon after eight o'clock. And we're actually going to focus on Haverford West County now because they had a really good win in their last game against Barry Town. And whilst the game was going on... Bill Khan managed to catch up with some rather proud parents.
8: I'm watching Hanford West County play and at the moment in an exciting game. It's a terrific game. They beat in fourth place Barry Town by 2-1 and the two goals have been scored by Ben Fawcett, their young centre forward who came in after five minutes and has played brilliantly and I'm joined by his dad who's outside. I'm looking at him like a prisoner through the gates because him and his lovely wife can't watch the game. Uh, it's Colin Fawcett. Colin, you've been involved with football for a long time. You must be proud but it must be hard standing out there when you can't get in here. Uh, this, is, this is the strangest thing ever,
9: Bill, if you want to. I suppose it's, when you, you look at it and what's going on at the moment, I suppose it's the best of what we can get at the moment, probably.
10: Yeah,
8: but I mean, you can
9: still see it, and you can see the, the goal score go there. You must be proud. Oh, of course I am, of course I am, yeah. Um, it's always nice to see him score, but the most important thing is he's playing well and he's enjoying it. So he
8: is, and do you know I love him, but he's only little, but he's a dog, isn't he? He, is. he does get stuck in. He, those those big fellas <laughs> must hate him, really.
9: Yeah, I know he is. He is. He's not. He likes the physical side of it. You know. Yeah. He's not trying to put his foot in there, so that's that's great. And
8: and there's a, there's always a, an important partnership in these, and I think the person who knows the football far more is Mum Karen. Can I come and just say hello to us? What do you think?
1: What of the game tonight! Yeah, yeah brilliant. Good a bit of football tonight, a pleasure to watch. Can yeah. our fingers crossed yeah. now? Are you
8: telling us other parents? Are you boring them and saying, That's my boy? Yeah. here. I gave birth
1: to him. <laughs> yes. No, I try not to. No. I'm just uh, quietly watching and, very hard, uh, and taking you never it miss all a in. Game. No, never miss a game. Do you go the not not if games? we can help it. We have done up until all this COVID yeah. business. Yeah. yeah, we've been going to all the away games. Never missed one, have we? No, no. no.
8: But you I love can't. your football. You to put up with him.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, call, call tell
8: yeah, tell us. I mean, you played your football. Is it harder watching your boy playing at this level than actually playing yourself? No, not not now, Bill.
9: No, not now. I'm you know I'm well in my fifties now, and that's gone, mm. I've gone past that stage now. Yeah. Well, you I must just... have
8: married a child bride then. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. Yes.
9: Oh, you're so obviously.
8: kind. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I
9: mean, watching this... Oh, watching this is brilliant. And I'm glad he's, you know, he's he's taken the chance and he's given it a go at this level. You know, he could have he could have taken the easy way out and, and gone to play
8: lo- local football. But yeah, he's, that's he's, right.
9: he's put himself out there and he's given it a go and he's doing really well. I'm really proud of him. And
8: it's what great. I love as an ex-Milford teacher, these two boys, Jack uh, Wilson and Ben Fawcett, both came from Hagen, could have jacked it in at times. There must have been times when they thought, oh, I, I, I'm not going to get a regular place. But they've stuck at it. And they really are players to watch for the future now. Definitely definitely yeah they've, they've, they've been left out a few times both of them but at their age that's, that's just to
9: be expected sometimes so yeah they've done well they've stuck it out and now they now, now you can see what they can
8: do in a couple of years time you'll see even more from them, from them. So, I mean you you know, you know can speak from experience because you played Welsh League football for a long time I mean it's hard to compare eras but how does this compare to when you were playing for the borough and for, for other sides at that level
9: yeah it's great it's it's just that the, the level's just a good I think the fitness level's now in this standard. Are probably higher than in them days. Yeah. The fitness levels at this this level are, are, are very
8: high, and you've got, to be, you've got to be at the top of your game to play at this level. And the huge demands on them because it's training two nights a week, and the matches now are, are all over I me mean, when you think you wouldn't dreamt of staying overnight in a hotel in Chirk ready to play the next day and things. It's a different world, isn't it? The only time I stayed overnight when I played football was to have a night out. Yeah. <laughs> Careful now, she's listening.
9: Yeah. I'm <laughs> But, but it, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is the 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 travelling distances they're going to travel. It is it is hard work, and it you know it, it it takes a lot out of them. Like Ben
8: does come home oh really yeah. really tired yeah, from some games, rest, to be fair.
9: Yeah. And, and and obviously these guys are working as well, so yeah. it, it's tough on them. That is tough.
8: What's lovely as well. I mean, I watch Scorio, I never used to. I feel I know all the players. But you look now. This will be on telly. You can actually watch this and tape it and keep it as memento, so you can show eventually your grandchildren. Can you? You could. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's, it's, it's really good to sit down and watch it on a
9: Monday night. And we're always there at past five, we're waiting for it to come on. And, <laughs> and yeah. we do watch it. It's good. It's really good to watch.
8: Well, it's less than ten minutes to go, so I'm being a pain in the bum do you, I know. So I let you go. But Karen and uh, Colin, thanks for talking to us. And I'm going to talk to you again and eat to hell sometime soon. ta da.
2: Thank cheers you bro Thanks Thank you. and that's pure west radio's bill khan talking to a proud mum and dad on the bridge meadow recently colin and karen Forsett. it's actually during haverford west county's 2-1 win over barry and we await further details on exactly how the announcement from the faw will impact haverford west county and their upcoming fixtures due to be taking on uh, abra of course in a local derby on Boxing Day, but with the country being placed into alert level four of the Welsh Government control plan for the COVID-19 pandemic, changes have been made to the elite status designation provided to the Cymru leagues. And as a result, there is going to be some doubt now as to whether fixtures will be able to go on. We'll uh, talk more about that after eight o'clock on On the show, as I say, with Bill, Gordon and Fraser. On the way before that, though, Gordon Thomas meets a Pembrokeshire footballing legend. And don't forget, if you would like to feature on the show, if you've got a story you think we should cover on Pure West Sport, leave us a message on the Facebook page or send us an email. Our email address is sport at purewestradio.com we'd love to hear from you and maybe feature you on a show over the next few weeks right now for monday evening here's mariah carey and hero on pure west radio
11: have to be afraid of what you
2: It's Mariah Carey and Hero for Monday evening on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. Don't forget, if you would like to feature on the show, do send us an email. It's sport at purewestradio.com. And Gordon Thomas has been out and about talking football for Pure West Sport this week.
10: I've caught up with a, a real football legend uh, in Pembrokeshire and Welsh League uh, football terms, uh, Simon Clark from Milford area. Simon, you had a terrific football career, mate. Can you tell us a little bit about the highlights of your career?
12: Yeah, to be honest, God, It was. Uh, I find it was a great career. Really enjoyed it. Played played at a decent level of football. Uh, started off uh, with Milford youth with my best mate and manager in football Gary Beckett playing for the county one Sunday afternoon Ray Evans scout for Cardiff City came over to me and said he wants me up for a trial as soon as possible went up to Cardiff uh, I think it was about 180 trialists on this Sunday morning we had a series of games and they were whittling it down the morning went luckily enough I got to the end game We actually played on Ninian Park and uh, straight after the trial we were getting changed and the manager of Cardiff then, Jimmy Andrews, uh, said to people, said to the other trialists, thanks very much for everything and we let you know by letter. I was about to leave the changing rooms and he said to me, "Uh, can I have a word with you? Basically went straight up to his office and signed on the dotted line that uh, Sunday afternoon. Played for Cardiff Youth didn't really go to plan as I was working my engineering apprenticeship in Bristol. I was finding it difficult to get to games. Couldn't get time off work from Rolls-Royce. In the end, I was released anyway after a game down in Bristol Rovers, which was just down the road for me. I got released. Uh, Swansea City came in straight away, uh, signed for the Swans and spent about 16, 17 months with the Swans. Played with some great players at the Vetchfield and the Harry Griffiths played for Swansea then they Swansea came out of the Welsh league so really I was only getting good experience with the youth yeah of course I was getting at an age now where I wanted to play senior football Mm. so I asked Swansea for a release they agreed to it and then Des Shanklin then wanted me to sign for Pembroke but
10: Yeah, I can remember those days in the borough. I can remember my brother playing at the same time, Simon, and you had a hell of a team. Uh, Can you name some of the characters you were playing with at the borough in those days?
12: Yeah, when I first started, your brother Steve was uh, full back, great player. But I also played with, in in that side was Gerald Hicks, Martin Cole from Cairo, the ex-pros that was at in that side at the time was incredible Barry Jones used to play for Cardiff 50 odd Welsh caps i believe he was great influence on my career because he played all his pro football in the position i was playing Dixie hale was Player coach Dixie was a was a great player. He used to play sweeper. He had all the experience in the world. I think he not sure whether he played uh, at his well his Irish cap, the Republic of Ireland. But I think he came from West Brom. We had uh, big John O'Brien up front, prolific goalscorer, guarantee you 30 goals a year. And the first season at the Butter was possibly the most enjoyable football I played. Des was Mr Welsh football at the time and he was for many years after. And it was just a great experience playing for a great club, a family club. My mum and dad used to go over every game. They used to go to all the functions at night. It was a real family club. We would always push in for the league, although we never won it. But we were always around the fifth or sixth place. That shows that the side we had, because the standard of Welsh League football then was really good with a lot of ex-pros in it.
10: Yeah, I remember those days at the Borough because I used to go as a kid to watch you, uh, watch you play and there were some fantastic games and some fa- fantastic players and there were some good crowds watching in that particular era. Thanks for speaking to us t- today, uh, Simon. I'd like to catch up with your Pembrokeshire League experience uh, when we next talk, if that's OK with you, mate?
12: Yeah, no problem at
10: all.
2: Pure West Radio's Gordon Thomas talking to another Pembrokeshire footballing legend. That was Simon Clark with us on Pure West Sport with G and G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. After eight, we're live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page for the second half. I'll give you some of the details about what's on the way in just a few moments, but I reckon time for a bit more Christmas music for a Monday evening on Pure West Radio.
6: So, this is Christmas i oh.
2: Lovely and festive for a Monday evening, it's Pure West Radio. Coming up after eight, it's the second half. Bill Khan, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson join me. We're live on the Facebook page with Ben Field of Sport Pembrokeshire. We're also going to be looking at the recent stories around concussion and, and dementia for ex-sportsmen and women. I read a, a pretty harrowing interview with England World Cup winner Steve Thompson a couple of weeks ago. Does sport need to do more to protect players? And as Fraser mentioned, the Liberty Stadium pitch was ripped up on Saturday and is currently being replaced. It's not in a good condition at the moment. Where in Pembrokeshire are the best and worst playing surfaces? Leave us a message. Tell us about your nightmare stories, but also the really, really good pitches across Pembrokeshire. You can get us a message on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. All to come after the latest news. From Weston to
1: Weston's Bridge for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire,
0: this is Pure West Radio. Charlie James and here's the latest